Good morning. The first time we sang that song, we sang it for because of Tom Batson. He wanted us to sing it. This time it was because of me. I requested a couple weeks ago. It's in the bulletin today. I'm like, all right. I'm going to go to Tom and Betty's later, and I'm going to share the recording of that song with them. They'll enjoy it. So that was quite awesome. This morning, um, as we worship, I'm going to preach a sermon that, uh, actually I'm going to preach from a scripture that changed my life a few years ago, that set my life in a totally different direction. Week before last, I preached a sermon out of John 10, and it was later on, and and John Clark asked me, when are you going to preach abundant life? Uh, believe it or not, this actual, now I refer to it all the time, but this actual sermon, I've only preached here one time. And I, I told John, I said, look, I said, I would preach that sermon every Sunday and wear this same suit. But y'all get tired of me pretty quick. And then John let me know that, uh, he said that, uh, you know, we really all have one sermon. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we just present it in different ways, and we present it from the perfect book. And, and after he said that, I thought, you know, I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, John was a, a man of one book. And we're right, if we're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, we're not doing our job. It's what we're called to do. But a few years ago, quite a few years ago now, um, I had battled a back problem. I've told you that pretty much my whole life. I, I got hurt playing baseball, actually, and, and battled it for some time. And when I was probably about 28, so that's been a couple years ago, a little over 30 years ago, um, a doctor told me, he said, you're eventually going to probably have to have that fixed because I, I had a fracture there. And uh, as I got older and arthritis set in, my back was going out more than it was in. And I'd been doing a little bit of youth ministry, been doing a few things, and all of a sudden... I was laying flat on my back, leading up to surgery. I mean, probably the two months before surgery, I couldn't do a whole lot. Y'all know me pretty well now. Can you imagine me having to lay down for an extended period of time? It was difficult. It was very difficult. So I started praying and asking God what he wanted me to do. What he wanted me to do with my life. Again, I was an adult. I was pretty, and he basically gave me some directions right then. And then a few months later, I went to a retreat that had a wonderful speaker, and his main message was not John ten ten, but he referred to it. And after that, I took several months just digging into that scripture. And I wish I never had, no, I'm, joking, I'm joking. But really, that right there is why I'm here. And when it gets right down to it, it's been a big path and a long time to get from there to behind the pulpit, but God started talking to me in ways that I'd never heard him before. Through that one scripture. And he laid out what he wanted me to do. And it's taken me, well, I haven't completed it yet, I hope, but it's taken me a long time to get here. But I'm so glad I'm here and looking at you all. 
I mean, this is a, a beautiful place of loving people who know how to live the abundant life because y'all love each other and you love the Lord. But right now, I'm going to read the scripture. And I'm going to read the first 10 verses of John 10. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he was brought out all of them, all his own. He goes ahead of the, them, and the sheep follow him because he knows, or they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know his voice, the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for the scripture, Lord. Just thank you for allowing me the opportunity to, uh, to be here and to, to teach this lesson. Lord, thank you for everyone who is here. Thank you for everyone who may be listening online. I just pray that we open our minds, we open our hearts, and we receive the message that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Living the abundant life. Living the abundant life in Christ. I don't know if y'all noticed, but if you get out much, you probably have. We live in a world that's full of unhappy, dissatisfied people. Have you ever noticed? Have you seen people who just weren't happy with their life? You, you probably have. Now, we got some awesome people in the world too, but if you go somewhere and, and you spend any time out in public at all, you'll run into somebody that's not real happy. I'm happy to see happy people. I'm happy to see unhappy people too. I like to smile and tell them I love them, whether they're happy or not. You see, I think that the reason for this is, is, you know, people are looking for happiness. They're looking for that joy in the wrong places. We're looking for it in material things. We're looking for it um, in self-serving ways. That's what we're looking to be satisfied with. And some of those things will work for a short time, but they won't work for eternity. They won't work for eternity. And we'll wear ourselves out trying to be good enough, trying to get enough stuff that we'll never be happy or not for very long periods of time. You see, there's a way that seems right to a person, but it ends, but in the end it produces death. That's what Proverbs 
14.12 tells us. You see, the answer to the eternal question that we've been asking ourselves and the whole world's asking is how do we find happiness and satisfaction in life? Have you ever asked yourself that? Have you ever gone through a time when you were unhappy? I have. And we search to fill those gaps to make us happy. But you see, I think if we look at John 10, 10, Jesus tells us how to do it. He tells us what the abundant life is all about. And that one scripture, he tells us the way we should be living. And that one scripture, he tells us that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give him life and give it to him more abundantly. When we're walking on this Christian journey, sometimes things go pretty well. When we accept Christ as our Savior, people should be able to see a difference in us. Uh, I explained it a few weeks ago uh, as the but now experience. When we have a relationship with Jesus, we were walking one way, but now we're doing something totally different. We were grumpy, but now, you know, so, but we still experience some of the same things that all humans do. Matter of fact, sometimes they come at us even harder when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. You see, because Satan is a real being. He's a real being, and he's there to attack you. Sometimes kids, when I talk to them, they think, well, I've had a bad day, it must be the devil. Whoops, I did bad on the test. It must be the devil. I got in trouble yesterday. It must be the devil. You're grumpy today. It must be the devil. I've been told it all. But I'm telling you, some of those things may be coming from Satan, but if you read that scripture really close, he's not wanting to give you a bad day. That's not what he's there for. Satan is wanting to destroy your life. He's wanting the next decision you make in your life to be the one that will change it for the worse forever. That's what Satan's wanting to do. Do you understand that? Now, some of your bad days may be because of Satan, but that is not his goal. His goal is to destroy you. And without a relationship with Christ, without a relationship with Christ, it's hard to battle. It's impossible to battle Satan. Matter of fact, when Christ was tempted, he used scripture and prayer to defeat the devil. If Christ used scripture and prayer, how do you think we should do when we're tempted? We've got the same scripture. We're talking to the same father that Christ did. That's how we battle it. But again, Satan is here to destroy you. Jesus is here to give you that abundant life that is available to all of us. What does abundant even mean? If you look in a dictionary, it's going to tell you that, uh, that it's a complete maximum. More than enough. In other words, we got more than enough to live the abundant life right now. He's blessed us with an abundance. Now don't get me wrong, this is not the prosperity gospel. I'm not talking about material things necessarily. He may bless you materially. And I, I hope he does. But what he's blessing you with are, are those spiritual things that you can't buy. That Paul writes about in Galatians 5. That's what he's talking about. Love, joy, peace. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are the things that we have in abundance right now. That's available to us right now. That's why Jesus came. He came to save our soul. But he also came. When we accept Jesus as our Savior, we don't have to wait till we die to get eternity. It starts right now. 
sometimes we look at the at the finish line, we look at the paradise, but we're going to be here for a while. We need to be living the abundant life right now. That's what we're called to do. And we can do it. Again, Jesus says, I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. This tells me that God desires his children to be living a life full of joy, full of peace, full of friendship with God. You see, we can only do this through Jesus. You see, there really is an abundant life. There's people living it right now. I see it. Again, abundant living is the life that's filled with the things that are so good for us. The things, the things that he just freely gives us that we can't earn, we can't buy at Walmart or Sam's or anywhere. Dollar store, even though there's a bunch of them around. That it's not available. Right. Love, joy, peace is not on the shelf. The only way we get it is accepting the abundant life that Jesus has blessed us with. You see, the abundant life is full of those things. It's full of peace, joy, love, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's what it's full of. And we can't mistake, you know... I've said the word happiness quite a few times. You've heard me describe the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is not always, happiness comes and goes. It's based on our circumstances. Happiness is based on our circumstances. You can't be happy and sad at the same time. It's impossible. But you see that joy that Jesus is talking about, that Paul writes about, is eternal. No matter our circumstances, we can still have that joy in our heart. When things are going great, we've got that joy in our heart. When things are going, when we're in despair, we still have that joy in our heart. When my lawnmower broke again yesterday, after I just replaced it, I still had joy in my, you know what I did? I parked my lawnmower and said, you know what, I gotta read the Bible. I gotta go finish up my lesson. I'm not supposed to be out here mowing. My happiness, I wouldn't have wanted to finish. I really did, but no more lawnmower stories. But you see, the Bible tells us in James 1.17 that every good and perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father. Is that not wonderful? The creator of the universe is who blesses us with these things. The abundant life, you see, it's free from things that are bad for us. It's free from selfishness. It's free from hatred, lust, unforgiveness, envy, jealousy, fear, all those things. If we're living an abundant life, you don't see Now, sometimes those creep in and we have to remember to get rid of them and, and, and to repent and start looking for those eternal things again. But I've never seen anybody living the abundant life who's greedy. I've never seen anybody living the abundant life who gossips or slanders. I've never seen a pessimist who lives the abundant life. You see, the abundant life are full of the positive things that can only come from God. You see, the abundant life is found in Christ and nowhere else. Christ and Christ alone, alone provides us this abundant life. You see, God's inviting all of us to experience this abundant life right now. You see, we're commanded to rejoice in the Lord always. That's what Paul writes in Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. That means always. That don't mean when things are going good. It don't mean when things are going bad and I've got to go back and do it. No, it means every day of your life we're supposed to rejoice in the Lord. 
Every minute of every day, we should be rejoicing. We are blessed with so many things. Just stop and think about what you're blessed with. All that's because of God. Not because of you. And you may think, well, I'm talented at this. I'm, you know, I can make a little, I can do. That's because God gave you that talent. It's not yours. You didn't do anything to deserve it. Everything we have is because of God. You see, there's an abundance of something in your life right now. You can ask Rhonda, my life is full all the time. I find things to do. I stay busy. Everybody's like that. You're, you've got an abundance of something in your life. You might as well make the abundance of, of, of these eternal things that Jesus has already blessed us with. That's why he came and died for us. You see, the abundant life, I want to tell you a few things that it's not. You see, again, it's not the prosperity gospel. It's not pray this prayer or share this, uh, this post on Facebook and you're going to be blessed with 15. Uh, it's, it's none of that. You see, it's not necessarily a life of comfort and ease. I told you when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the devil attacks us sometimes even greater. Sometimes it can be hard. You see, sometimes we, we go through fire so God can shape us who we're supposed to be too. You see, the abundant life is not dependent upon our outside circumstances. Again, it's always there. It's, the abundant life is not glamorous, flashy, or outwardly impressive. It's an inner peace. It's an inner peace when things are falling apart, you joy in your life. That's what the abundant life is. The other thing is, it's not necessarily, the abundant life is not necessarily obtained quickly. Now, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and accept what his sacrifice has done for us, that happens pretty quickly. But the abundant life lasts the rest of our lives, here and eternity, here and in heaven. That abundant life is forever. And it takes a while to develop it sometimes. Sometimes when circumstance happens, we don't handle them very well. We may show some anger and some other things that I don't want to talk about. I told you I'm going to talk about this this morning. But we may show those things. But we've got to remember to work on the things that we have shortfalls with. It's part of living the abundant life is getting better every day. Becoming more like Jesus Christ every day is what the abundant life is. We're not perfect beings. We have to work at it. So again, sometimes it don't come quickly. It's a process. God's working on me right now. He's trying to shape me into who he wants me to be. He's not finished with me yet. The abundant life sometimes is not easy to obtain either. Because sometimes we have to give some things up that we like. Some things we'll be used to look for, for happiness, we can't do anymore because we want to receive that abundant life through Christ. We want to look for those spiritual things, not necessarily the material things. Those are some of the things the abundant life's not. Now I want to list a few more that the abundant life is. You see, you know you're living the abundant life when you clearly understand that failure is an event, not a person. We fail all the time. It's what we do after we fail that really matters. It's how we handle those failures. We can't look at other people when they fail either. We're called to lift each other up. 
Failure is not a person. What happened yesterday is over. Today is a brand new day. You're living the abundant life when you've made friends with your past and are focused on the present and optimistic about your future. You're living the abundant life when you know that success doesn't make you and failure doesn't break you. You're living the abundant life when you're filled with faith, hope, and love and live without anger, greed, guilt, envy, or thoughts of revenge. That's a tough one. I'd like to take, no, I can't take it out. It's part of it, okay. Some of this is hard. But you see, if you truly want to live the abundant life, this is what we're called to do. You see, when we're living the abundant life, we're secure in who we are. We're at peace with God and fellowship with each other. That's the abundant life. We've made friends with our adversaries, and we gain love and respect for those who know us best. You see, when we're living the abundant life, we understand that others can give us pleasure, but genuine happiness and joy comes from doing things with others doing things for others. Again, if you want to feel the presence of God, where have I told you over and over you can feel it? By doing something for somebody else that can't do anything for you in return. That's where, if Jesus was walking the earth right now, as a human being, he would be serving. Jesus is still serving, but he's serving through us. We've got to, if we're living the abundant life, we've got to take care of those in need. If we're living the abundant life, we're pleasant to the people that are grouchy, we're courteous to the rude, and generous to the needy. Sometimes it's hard to be pleasant to a, to a grouch. Rhonda can testify to that, but she's not here. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not the most lovable person. We all have some bad days, but when we do, it does not affect our calling at all. We're called to live the abundant life. You see, when we're living the abundant life, we know that The greatest one among us became a servant. When we're living the abundant life, we confess, develop, and use God's given physical, mental, and spiritual abilities for his glory, not for ours. When we're living the abundant life, when we're living the abundant life, even in hard times, you see a smile on somebody's face. When we're living the abundant life, even when we're Grieving, we can think about the good times. I've used that example several times about the difference between joy and happiness, the difference between uh, eternal things and, and, and temporary things, and the difference between happiness and joy. That peace, man, that all comes from living the abundant life, it comes from Christ. Not by anything that we can do on our own. The night my dad died, the morning my dad died, is one of the most peaceful times I've ever experienced in my life. That sounds weird. But I felt more peace than I felt, and I don't know when. Because he had been sick a while, and it, it was... It happened a little quicker at the end than I thought it would. But man, I just thought, and I wasn't happy, don't get me wrong, but I had so much joy and peace in my heart because the Lord had blessed me with such wonderful parents. 
You see, I wasn't happy, but man, I was so joyful. And I still am. I miss him every day. Every day. But I still use the lessons that he's taught me. Blessed with a good mom. She's here today. Can't say anything bad about her. But man, we're blessed with so many things. We're blessed with a wonderful church. Again, when you see this community come together when somebody's in need, and you see when we lose somebody, just how we rally around a family, and we, I mean, this is beautiful. This is what community really is. This is what caring for people really looks like. Man, it's fun to watch. It really is. Y'all love each other. We love each other. And I'm thankful for it. I'm going to end with a question. Hopefully I haven't asked, answered all your questions. If not, uh, you may not want me back if I've answered everything. I always want to leave you with a question. Are you living the abundant life? Again, we know what it is now. Are you living the abundant life? Are you seeking after Jesus? Are you trying to be more like him every day? Remember, Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Are you living this abundant life? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for sending your Son. Lord, thank you for allowing us and gifting us with this abundant life, Lord. I don't always understand it. I can't explain it, Lord. But uh, the things that you've blessed me with, the people you've blessed me with in my life, Lord, I, I'm just so thankful. Lord, I pray for everybody here, everybody listening online, Lord, that uh, if they're not experiencing this abundant life, Lord, that they uh, fall on their knees and, and follow you today. Lord, thank you for, again, just sending your son to pay a debt that we can't pay. And Lord, again, I just pray that if there's anyone listening or anyone here who does not have that relationship with you and that abundant life hasn't started for them, Lord, that they, they accept you today as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.